we were having a program and we were short a thousand dollars. We were actually short a couple thousand dollars. That was just like, ugh, hate fundraising, hate asking for money, hate being on the receiving end. Anyways, I was feeling negative. So I put a coin in the pushka and I said, Hashem, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to help the people in the community and for to do things that are effective and that we feel are really powerful. And I said this out loud and I'm like, and now we're in the situation where we really need to raise a couple thousand dollars. And I'm asking you to make that help make that happen. And then I left the house. Hi there, I'm Tanya, and you're listening to episode 23 of Human and Holy, a podcast where we discuss spiritual ideas in human terms. Today's episode is sponsored by an anonymous sponsor. Thank you for making today's episode happen. To sponsor an episode or become a supporter on Patreon, please reach out at humanandholy at gmail.com. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are upon us. The days of crowning God as king, of returning to that most essential desire within us, to live a life that is guided by the deepest calling of our souls. I love these couple weeks of the year. They feel like a celebration of spirituality and our relationship with God, and just a time to focus and be joyful and revel in it. So I am very excited. <laughs> The Sarasimik Teshuva, which are directly translated as the 10 days of return, the days in between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, are a time for spiritual introspection, a time to increase in kindness, to give charity, to really focus on these spiritual acts that draw down energy for our entire year. In today's episode, I interview Chaviva Nu about her very unique and deeply personal relationship with the mitzvah of charity, of tzedakah. Her tzedakah box has accompanied her through the mountains and valleys of her life. She talks about charity as this ongoing conversation she has with God, both to give thanks and to ask for things that she needs. If, like me, a daily act of giving to charity has never really been part of your routine, I think this episode might just hook you on this magical and transformative mitzvah. Hi, my name is Chaviva Nu, and I run Aliyah Girls in Crown Heights. I am also involved in the Neshamas.org organization. Aliyah Girls is for teen girls in the community. We create a space where they can come to after school, where there's mentors and where there's activities and food and the girls can come and chill and talk and also choose to do an activity if they choose. Neshamas was opened by Dr. Rosen and its goal was to educate and to create a space where people can find resources on emotional and mental health. Awesome. Filling two huge needs in the community. I think it's incredible. 
Thank you. They go hand in hand. Yeah, they're connected. Okay. Can you begin by introducing this concept, the power of tzedakah, which is something that the altruist speaks a lot about in Tanya? So could you begin just by explaining the source of the idea? What is the power of tzedakah, etc.? I actually really enjoyed learning this because it just brought a lot of insight into tzedakah, something that we do as kids that we're taught to do, but we don't really think a lot about. The only thing we think about really is that, oh, someone is going to receive this and they're going to be able to eat food or have clothing, but we don't actually think about how powerful tzedakah actually is. So the Alter Rebbe asks people who have pledged certain amounts of money to our brothers and sisters in Israel to please do it on a weekly or monthly basis if possible, because basically when a person gives tzedakah, it's drawing down like holiness every single time. And when a person gives it only once, you're drawing down that holiness once. But when you do it multiple times, it's like when you're building the base of Mikdash, you're drawing down that brick. You're drawing down a bunch of bricks every time you give tzedakah. So every single time that you do it, it's so important for the world because you're really having an effect. And how does this effect take place? The Alter Rebbe goes into explaining how there's a pasuk, pulas tzaddik l'chaim, that the effect of a tzaddik is forever. And then a few pasukim later, it says, kin tzedakah l'chaim, also tzedakah is forever. And the Alter Rebbe goes into explaining how the tzaddik is righteousness, which has come from Hashem, and it comes from Machos Abbasilas, which is the lowest level of like the higher worlds. And it's the level where Hashem uses his source of speech. And the speech is what creates and brings things into this world. So tzedakah, it's the same word as tzedek, it's the same letters, so the same power as tzedek, with the hey, which is, you know, it's adding the five chasadim, the chasadim of Hashem. So the tzedakah is the same word as tzedek with the hey. And so it's the five levels of kindness. So it's in addition to tzedek, which is the righteousness, it's also the five levels of kindness. Now, when a person gives tzedakah, they are touching upon the source of Hashem's creative speech, which is affecting this world. Hashem created this world with speech. When a person gives tzedakah, they are affecting the machas of atilas which is creation, and they are basically providing life because the Machas of Atilas is the lowest level in the world known as the land of life. It is giving to the world. It is producing. It is creating. The effect of Tzedakah, it's drawing down life and giving that energy into the recipient. That's really what happens when a person gets Tzedakah. So not only is someone receiving something on a physical level, but also there is a spiritual drawing down of Hashem that is affecting the world and it's creating a space for Hashem. First of all, that is so beautiful. I feel like it makes sense that it mirrors Hashem's creation because Hashem's creation is a recurring act that happens at every single moment. So our instinct when it comes to action is that we want to do this like big grand act of tzedakah. And the altar is like, save your thousand dollars, allot it for every day, and give 
a few dollars every single day because every time you're giving, you're drawing down that energy. I feel like that's so powerful and a little bit counterintuitive to the way that we look at these grand actions. It's not about doing a grand action. It's about drawing down the energy every single day. When would you say that you developed a personal relationship with this idea? So while you're talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, like why don't I have a personal relationship with the idea of Tzedakah? It's so powerful, but I can't say that I do. And I'd love to hear when it was that you began to develop a personal relationship with the idea. On Instagram, I noticed a few times that Mimulo would like, they had a thank you Hashem Pushka. And I saw like them, you know, it's the start of a new day. Thank you Hashem for giving me this day. And I saw either Hani or Fredal putting Tzedakah in. And I thought that was so beautiful and it touched me, but it touched me and I moved on. And then when my sister was preparing for her son's bar mitzvah. She was looking for something powerful to give out or to just work the bar mitzvah around. And she ended up sending me a pushka. All my siblings, we weren't able to make it. She doesn't live in the country. And she sent us all a tzedakah box. And on it was, you know, his name in like one part. And the other part was, it said, thank you, Hashem. And she told us that at the bar mitzvah, she played a video of Avram Freed. And basically he was saying a story how whenever he would go to perform, the Rebbe told him that before he does the performance, he should give tzedakah and ask for a bracha that it should be successful. And then when the performance is finished, he should give another coin or whatever money to tzedakah and to thank Hashem for the success. And something like light bulbed in my head. And I was just like the power of speech, drawing something down, asking for something with doing a physical mitzvah. It just like somehow connected in my head. And I felt like it was such a powerful thought that like, not only are we giving tzedakah, but we're also like almost verbalizing, creating every single thing we say has an effect on the world every good thing we say and every not good thing that we say. And I was just like, you're mixing that with doing a good deed and then learning that like tzedakah, the source of it is from Machos of Atzilas, which is Hashem's speech, which is creating. And I was just like, wow, this is so amazing. So it became our pushka, <laughs> my pushka, that whenever something incredible happens or something I really can appreciate, I give tzedakah. And whenever I feel like I want Hashem to create something for me when I'm in need, I also ask out loud and give tzedakah in that same pushka. So that's where it began. I love that. I feel like in a moment when we're so grateful to Hashem and we want to give back, it's such a tangible way to say thank you, to literally put a coin into pushka and say, thank you, Hashem, for this gift that you gave me. Thank you, Hashem, for the successful concert. Thank you, in Avram Fried's case, thank you, Hashem, for whatever it is that I wanted. And then what comes to mind is that there's a source entire for this is the idea of giving tzedakah and asking Romer Balanes to help you find something. Yes. Right? Like there's a Jewish source for giving tzedakah when you ask for something that you want. Yes. It's really, there's something amazing about it. If you're in a situation and you feel stuck, or you just feel like you don't see a way how it's, it can work. There's just no way. And you know you can daven to Hashem. But when you feel like you can do something physical as well with it, 
there's just so much more to it. Like there's, it's, we're unlimited. It's not just talking. It's not just davening. It's also doing something. It's, there's opportunity to like, feel like you're more invested. Would you say that it could cross the line at all to trying to like buy God? Like you want to buy his goodwill. So you're putting money in the bushka? I do think so in a way. In the beginning, when I was giving tzedakah, I felt a little selfish. I'm giving, I used to just give it mindlessly, like someone needs money, here, take it. And now it's this whole thing where it's like an intention behind it. And it's also like I'm asking for myself, like I'm asking something for me or I'm thinking for me, but it's about me now. It's not even so much about the other person. So there was a point where I felt, is this a good thing? Is this a negative thing? Is it a good thing mixed with a negative thing? But I mean, thanking Hashem is a beautiful thing. And I don't think that you can mix negativity to that, even if it's just for you. And asking for Hashem, that's what we're supposed to do. It's trusting in Hashem. And I think that when it comes down to thinking about that, then you're looking at it from that kind of perspective then I feel like it's safer. Like it feels more like wholesome. And also I'm not stuck on that pushka. I give tzedakah, you know, I'm happy to give tzedakah when I see someone in the street. I'm not like stuck only giving to that pushka because I'm going to get something for it or because I have that intention. Tzedakah is something that we do. And I also have this pushka that is specifically designated for the good that I'm able to see. I totally get that. This is a really tangible way to celebrate something good. Yeah. So I definitely do feel that way. Like, I feel like it's celebrating it. I just kind of turned the whole, I did have a few like thoughts of not really feeling that it was always so positive and it was able to like, just change the perspective. I think that because Hashem really wants us to engage and he wants us to be giving and he asks us to give daily, if that bring someone to the pushka, I can't imagine that it upsets him. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Can you share any stories from your life where giving the tzedakah, either you felt a direct correlation to getting something that you were asking Hashem for, or that it just provided an outlet for your gratitude that you couldn't find elsewhere? Sure. I'll just say a recent story. I was working on an event for teens And I was really nervous because I wasn't sure if teens would show up. It was something that would work. It was like this new idea. I felt like it was important, but I didn't know if other people would feel that way. So I organized an entire program, but I told the people that I got involved, I'm organizing this, but I want you to know that I'm, if I don't have like a certain amount of people, girls coming then I'm actually going to cancel it and I'm going to reschedule it maybe for a better time because it's a busy time now and there's finals and whatnot. And every day, five, 10, 15 people were signing up and I didn't call them. I didn't send them flyers. It went around itself. I wanted it to be very like, I wanted the people who are coming to want to be there. I didn't want them to feel forced. I didn't encourage it. I didn't offer prizes. I was like, if you feel this is a necessity in your life, then sign up and come because that's what you feel. You know, like you're passionate about it. I wanted passionate people. I didn't want people who would fall asleep or leave a middle or I wanted it to be a real experience. So every day that girls (laughs) 
signed up, I gave tzedakah and I said, Hashem, thank you so much for showing me that this is a necessity and guiding me that like, this is the right thing. There were a hundred girls that signed up and it was only like a week for them to sign up. So this happened within seven days. Aside from that, I had so many plans for to happen at the event and I had to get them all together in a very short period of time. One of the parts of the event, I called like every single company in Grand Heights that could help me and nobody was available. So I walked over to the Pushka and I'm just like, Hashem, I want to do this. I want to help people. I feel like this is something huge. And I really want this piece, even though it's not a hundred percent necessary, but like to me, I feel like it's going to add so much. I really want it to happen. Like it's so important to me because I feel like it will create professionalism. It will make it more fun. And I gave to Daka and I'm like, I know it's going to work out. I really, I felt it. I was like, I, I feel like this is happening. And I called up a friend of mine who happens to work and, you know, in the thing that I was in, trying to work out and just said, Hey, do you think you could do this for me today? I know it's a short notice, but like, I'm kind of desperate. And if you could help me out, it would really mean a lot to me. And literally everyone else would tell me it will take a day and a half. So I needed it that day because the event was that day and it was the last piece that I hadn't put together yet. Wow. So everyone else was like, it's going to take a day and a half. It's going to take three days. You're not going to get it today. There's no way. Oh, the guy's not in town. He's not going to be able to do it for you. I call up this friend. I'm like, listen, if you can help me, it will mean the world to me. He said, no, don't worry. It'll be ready in three hours or four hours or whatever it was. An hour and a half before the event. And it was ready. And I, I felt so much like when I gave that to Zaka, I just suddenly felt so powerful that this, no matter what, no matter like it's, it's going to happen and it's going to work. And it did. It sound, might sound small to someone else, but it literally felt like a miracle to me. So that was one really nice experience <laughs> giving Zaka and just feeling powerful. And like I did something physical and that I knew Hashem was going to pull through for me. I love it. It's like a tangible form of tefillah. Yeah, exactly. And I also want to say, like, I really, I gave Tzedakah that day saying, Hashem, please let this be successful. Like I put a lot of energy and effort into this and it's not just for me. Like I want it for you. I want people, you know, people will be able to serve you better if they feel emotionally more in tune. And thank God every piece was so perfect. It was like, this is Hashem, like it's perfection. So it was really, it was very powerful. It was really incredible. I love how you said that the tzedakah was a constant companion throughout the process, that every day you were showing up to say thank you to Hashem. As you were saying in the beginning, the whole idea is that it's a recurring action, that you keep coming back, that you allow Hashem to be a part of the process. And the Rebbe asked that we nail a tzedakah box into the wall of our kitchen so that the tzedakah that interaction with Hashem where we're giving to Hashem in the way that he wants us to is something that we do on a consistent basis. And I think it's so beautiful that you've made it part of your life that as you were going through the process, the stressful process of preparing for this event, you were actively engaging him and actively sort of like initiating that interaction with the physical action because that's how we draw spiritual energy into the world. Yes, exactly. And it's almost like you you can feel it when you're actually giving the tzedakah and your intention, you have like intentions. Also through learning the Tanya and seeing this, it like brings everything all together and it feels, I don't know the word for it. It's an incredible feeling. Can you try to express it? There's like a, a joy, like a, a relief, 
a joy, a spiritual touch, like all intertwined into one feeling. Yeah, it just feels so powerful. It just real power. And it's like knowing that the power is not coming from me. It's coming from something higher than me and it's coming through me. And it feels so like, I, I don't have a word for it. <laughs> just, just imagine power and spirituality coming through you and being brought into this world and having its effect and doing good. Like, what would that feel like for you? Like, that's the feeling. It's such a beautiful concept because the Algebra also speaks about how when we give to Dukkha, we don't give our own money, but that Hashem chooses different people in the world to have money, to basically be messengers from God to give to others who need it. So you're literally becoming a partner with Hashem in creation because Hashem needs to get the money from point A to point B. And he asked you to be the person to do it. So being like that holy messenger is so powerful. You become a partner with God and bringing the money to the person who needs it. Yes. I love that concept. And it felt so amazing to me, like the way we can look at the world and the way that we can see things and the way it actually is, they are so different from each other. And money can be a messy and horrible thing, but it can also be a beautiful thing. If you look at it, you know, through the lens of Tanya and through the lens of the way the Alter Rabbah talks about it. And actually, I did have this interesting experience. Someone came to my house. I was giving her daughter a gift, and she came into the house to get, receive it. And something about her coming in, I don't know what it was, but we both felt like we were meant to be talking. And when you just started like talking to each other, she really had to run, but she ended up staying. And we ended up speaking for like three hours. She was sharing things with me that she needed some guidance with. And I had happened to have some resources that I had gotten recently and I was able to share it with her. And then I ended up talking with her about the, the, you know, this pushka and sharing her like my experience with it and how I really feel like there's power to giving something and asking Hashem for a bracha or thanking Hashem. And I had this like strange feeling that like, I know she's going through a rough time and I don't know if she needs money or if there's someone that she knows needs money, but I ended up telling her, I feel like the tzedakah in this pushka is just more powerful. And I just, I wanted to go to somebody that really needs it. So it would happen to have been very full. So I emptied it and I asked her, like I said, if it's for you or for somebody that you know that could use tzedakah, please give it to them or, you know, let them use it for whatever they need. It was such a strange experience, but it felt so right the whole way it happened. Like Hashem made it happen through me. Like I wasn't even there. That's really how I felt. Like when she left, I was like, what just happened? <laughs> like that was so strange, but it was so beautiful. Wow. That's so beautiful. Like you felt yourself being a messenger at the right time, place. You sensed she needed it. You had that holy pushka that was full and you just like had the wisdom to give it to her. Yeah. But I felt also like it was happening through me. Like it's not my style to be like, oh, you look like you can use a pushka or like you might, or you look like someone who, who might know someone that needs money. It just happened. It was, it was so normal in the moment. Like it didn't feel strange or awkward and it's not my style to do that. And it happened. It was an experience that happened through me and it felt again, that like power and that joy and that spiritual touch feeling like happening. Wow. I'm getting a little emotional. 
it's so powerful to welcome Hashem's energy to work through you on a consistent basis because the pushka that you gave her was not just a one-time action. You're giving her like moments upon moments upon moments of gratitude to Hashem, requests from Hashem, and then you're sort of passing it on to her. Yeah, that's what happened. And I wasn't thinking about it in the moment, but subconsciously, that was what I was thinking. Consciously, I was just like, it was just happening and words were coming out of my mouth and they were just like my hands were doing actions. But subconsciously, I was thinking like this pushka is, it feels to me like it's a, it's not just money. There's more to it. There's power in it. It's such a radical shift of how we think about giving. Like you're not doing anyone a favor. You're actually welcoming Hashem into your life as many times as you want to. I'd love to hear if there were any specific times when your connection to this was lagging, like you were still giving, but you just weren't feeling that energy working through you. You weren't feeling the spirituality. Why was that? What did that feel like? How did it come back? Did that ever happen? It's interesting that you say that because I was thinking about that. And I will say that there are times when things just seem to be good and you kind of get like into this mode where you forget that there's negativity in the world and you almost forget that we need to continue fixing and working. You kind of just like come into a place where, oh, life is a pattern and it's constantly going to like a little bit easier and then it gets harder again. And many times when I was in that easy space, which doesn't usually last very long, you know, I kind of like almost forget that I need to be grateful that things are going well and I'm like really blessed and I have to appreciate it and show gratitude. Um, So I definitely had those moments. I'm not going to say that I'm like every single moment I remember, or I'm even near that push God to, you know, to give to that God. But I do try to remember, you know, before I go to sleep, like, you know, if something happened that was like really incredible, I would try to remember to put a coin in the pushka. And there are also were times when things got hard and I was just so down that I couldn't ask myself, what would I be doing if I wasn't so down? And I was just, something came up. So definitely had times where like, you know, it wasn't a part of my life when it could have been, but that's the process, you know, I'm saying it's, to me, that's life. Like it's the process of life where you remember, you forget the good, the not good. It's, it's just like a mess. (laughs) I like that idea that you say of making it a routine that you would do it before bed or even just doing it at a certain time during the day, because it sort of reminds you, is there something you want to ask for? Is there something you want to say thank you for? It's like just a memory jolt. Yeah. Sometimes it's like the simplest thing. It's like, I'm nervous when my child goes to the neighbor's house. Like, did they get there? Okay. Like, you know, I'm not, I don't like to call the neighbors all the time and say, how is my kid doing? But I'm just like, I want it to be a smooth experience. And like, I just hope like nobody stopped them on the way to the neighbor's house. I get like nervous. And I'm like, when they come home, I'm like, Hashem, thank you. Just thank you that it's a smooth day. It feels good. Like, you know, it worked out. I don't have to be in charge. You're in charge. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you for giving me that peace of mind. And sometimes when my kids leave the house, I give tzedakah and I ask Hashem, Hashem, thank you for keeping my kids safe. Please continue keeping my kids safe. I feel crazy sometimes. I feel like that's so relatable. 
I'm like such a control freak. Like, oh my God, are they going to be safe? They're walking down to like, (laughs) they're walking three houses down. And I'm just like, but the world is crazy. I'm terrified. And I don't want my kids to know. So I don't keep calling and I want them to feel safe. So I try not to impose my fears, which I also, I do trust in Hashem. So I remind myself or I give tzedakah and I'm like, Hashem, I trust you. I know that it's going to be fine. But like, just, I'm just doing this to give myself that peace of mind that like, everyone's going to be okay. What I love about it is that it's such a tangible place to put your emotion and to welcome Hashem into the conversation in a way that really feels like you're reaching out to him. There's a penny there and I'm putting it in and I'm asking you something or I'm saying thank you for something. Yeah, absolutely. I can say another story. Basically, we were having a program and we were short $1,000. We were actually short a couple thousand dollars. I was actually in a negative space. I was just like, ugh hate fundraising, hate asking for money, hate being on the receiving end, wish I could just be on the giving end. doesn't always feel so good. Also, like when you need it, you feel like you're begging for it. So it's even worse. It's like if I didn't need it and somebody offered it to me or if I was like, oh, you can always donate. It's another story. But this was like, we needed it. <laughs> so it yeah. just felt uncomfortable. Anyways, I was like I'm feeling negative. So I put a coin in the pushka and I said, Hashem, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to help the people in the community and for to do things that are effective and that we feel are really powerful. And I said this out loud and I'm like, and now we're in the situation where we really need to raise a couple thousand dollars. And I'm asking you to make that help make that happen. And then I left the house. I went for a walk because I was like, I need to air out my head. I just don't like being in this negative place. And I went for a walk and I decided I'll make some phone calls so I called up a friend and I was like, hey, how are you? I haven't spoken to her in a while. We caught up a little. And I said, by the way, if you have extra Miser, you know, we're working on this program. If you'd like, we would love if you could donate, if you have extra, whatever. She said, oh my gosh, I was just looking for a place. I have $1,000. I was just looking for a place to give Tzedakah to. And like, I'm so happy that you called me. And literally in that moment, she sent it. And I started to cry and I was like, Hashem, thank you. Like, this is like I literally just gave Tzedakah and asked you for help and you just came and you just showed me that I don't have to worry. You're there for me. You're going to help. You're going to make this happen. You realize how important it is yourself. Like it's not just me. I'm not making something up. Like this is real. And then I called another person and they gave a couple hundred and another person. And, and at the end, it all worked out. But I felt like, again, in that pushka, like I was in not in a good place. And I felt when I gave the pushka, I'm like, I know that everything, everything always works out, but I know I'm going to get out of this negative place quick. And I know it's going to work out quick and we're going to be fine. The event is going to happen and it's going to be great. And it was like miraculous. I called my first friend that I thought of and she was ready to help out. It felt so powerful. I felt like Hashem was like taking care of me. Like, don't worry. We got this together. You're not alone. I know what you're going through and I'm here for you. It's so powerful because even though those stories don't happen every day and there are times when you give to the pushka and you don't directly see Hashem's hand guiding you in response, because you have the source and the proof in Torah and Chassidus that there really is a real spiritual energy of you giving, it's like, this is just confirms it for you as a person. Yeah. It's so hard to describe the actual feelings. I'm like feeling them as I'm talking about it. But I would now would add also in those feelings, gratitude, like real appreciation. 
you know, for feeling like we're so lucky we have Hashem. We're so lucky that we believe in him and that we have a higher power. We're not stuck only trusting in ourselves. But when we're in a situation that looks like there's no way out or just like it's so hard and like, oh, I just don't even know where to turn. There's where to turn. It's not the end. You're not at the end. We're not relying on people who are limited. We're really, we really have unlimited resources. We really have unlimited abilities. And it's just, there's so much joy and so much gratitude in that. It's beautiful. Okay, Chaviva, thank you so much for sharing all of this. I would love if you could share some tips for me, for someone listening who may not be personally connected with tzedakah or not have any type of routine where they're giving, how to get started on beginning to connect to this really special mitzvah. I can say like the reason I did it was because the pushka was sent to me from the bar mitzvah. And I felt like, oh, wow, <laughs> this, I was, I've seen this before that w- and it interested me. I just never did it. And now it's here. So I'm going to start using it. And I feel like buying or designating a specific pushka and like writing on it. Thank you, Hashem, just so that it's that reminder. I feel like that would be like the first step and also reminds you when you walk by it, like Hashem is so good. Yeah. There's a lot of pain in the world and there's a lot of struggles and sadness. And, you know, there's a lot of negative things as well, but Hashem is so good. And there are so much, there's so much to be grateful for and so much to be thankful for. And we are so powerful that we can contribute to that. And I feel like that also makes it happen more. Like when you give with gratitude, I feel like you receive more to give more gratitude with. Yeah. And also what comes to mind is that we're not only contributing to it, but Hashem actually depends on us giving for that energy of giving to come down into the world. Because literally someone cannot receive what they need without a human being giving it to them. That's how Shem set up the world that we have to be the messengers for that. Right. Thank you so much. That was so beautiful. You're so welcome. This conversation was a powerful reminder to me that a mitzvah is an invitation for us to become an active partner in the creation of the world's reality. When we give, we participate in drawing down the positive energy that animates the world. Sometimes I struggle to find a physical home for a powerful spiritual concept. I love how direct this mitzvah is. I am moved by this mitzvah in a way I haven't been before after hearing Chaviva's experience with it. In giving tzedakah, I suddenly see our opportunity to interact with God in a really tangible way, no matter what our day looks like and how much room we might be able to make for spirituality. We can make eye contact with God every time we approach our pushka. We can give and we can say thank you. We can give and we can also ask for more. It could be a penny. Just that small physical act could spark a godly conversation. So until I find a pushka that I like enough to nail into the wall of my home, I took a small bowl from my cabinet and designated it as my tzedakah box. A reminder to me, each time I pass, 
that a simple penny is my bridge to the divine. And whenever I want to enter into an active conversation, all I have to do is show up and ask. Elokai zakinina betoratcha uvimitzotecha lechaberet nishmati tamidinecha mechaber lechaber. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, you can find me on Instagram at the Tanya Project or via email at humanandholy at gmail if you enjoyed today's episode and could take a quick second to leave a rating or review, it would be so appreciated and it helps other people find the podcast. And if you don't want to miss a single episode, they come out every other Sunday morning, then hit the subscribe button and you'll get a notification whenever a new episode is live. Thanks again, and I hope you have a wonderful day. <laughs>